Hey guys, before we get into the podcast, be sure to check out our Discord and YouTube channel. You can also email us suggestions at thefeministcritiquepodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter. My handle is at South of Grace. And mine is at Ajlene's with an S. That's A-I-S-L-E-N-E-S. You can also follow us on Twitter, The Feminist Critique Podcast. And those updates are at Feminist Pod. Thanks again and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Ajlene. And I'm Gracie. This is a podcast where the two of us discuss movies with feminist and inclusive tests. And then we ask the most important question of them all. Is the movie good? Oh, yeah. And this month we're doing Princesses of Color. And our second movie of the month is The Princess and the Frog. Yes. So, yeah. This is uh, Disney's first and only black princess. Which is surprising that it took so long. Now, this movie is actually 10 years old, which, like, surprised me. But um, still, uh, it is... Yeah. It is a fantastic Um, movie that I think doesn't get enough credit. It is, but I can also see where the criticism is for it. That, too. Because... It kind of fell in a few places, which we'll get into, but um, I'm going to go through the stats real quick. Uh, okay, so Rotten Tomatoes has a score of 85% critical and 74% audience, budget of $105 million, box office $267 million. It was directed by Ron Clements and John Musker. They both worked on Aladdin and Moana and Hercules and everyone's favorite movie, Treasure Planet. <laughs> what are you talking about? That is my absolute favorite. It actually is a really good movie. It's just such a shame it didn't do well at the box office. I know. It's so sad. Uh, They've done a lot of movies like, um, when it, it comes was, to there's Disney. There's a lot of writers and uh, people that worked on the story. Um, it was written by Ron Clements and John Musker. Uh, also written by Rob Edwards who worked on things like Treasure Planet and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, the storyboard itself was by Ron Clements, John Musker, uh, Greg Erb, and Jason Ormland. And Gre- Greg Erb and Jason Ormland um, worked on a few things. Uh, Ormland worked on Hysteria, which is a TV show. Uh, Erb oh my worked God. on Rocket Man. I loved that show growing up. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I think it's a newer version. Oh, the newer one? I meant, yeah. Oh, I meant the older one. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I think it's a newer one. Um, and they both worked on a movie called Playmobil the Movie, which is coming out next year, I think. It's got Daniel Radcliffe in it, and it was kind of like, oh, well, the Lego movie was so popular. Let's do it about the Lego knockoff Playmobil. <laughs> so. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, cast. We have Anika Nani Rose as Tiana. She was in movies like recently, like Everything Everything. Uh, she was also in Dream Girls. Bruno Campos plays Prince Naveen. He's done a few TV roles, but he doesn't have that huge of a background in acting. Like this was his biggest thing. Um, Keith David plays Doctor Facilier. He's a huge voiceover actor. Uh, he's worked on Future Man as well. He was in Adventure Time. 
And he was in a wonderful movie called Agent Cody Banks. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Micah Leon Woolley, Woolley plays Louie, uh, the, the alligator. He was in Dreamgirls and the Bravest Warriors TV series. Jennifer Cody plays Charlotte. She's done a lot of voiceover work, most notably for Winx. Or Winx Club. Uh, which is a fairy TV show for kids. Yeah. Uh, Jim Jim Cummings plays Ray, uh, the legend that is Jim Cummings. He's like of the voice actor for our generation. He's been in Winnie the Pooh, Ducktales, Darkwing Duck, uh, the Mickey Mouse TV show. Uh, most people would recognize his voice as Pete or Darkwing Duck. So, um, Peter Bartlett plays Lawrence. Uh, he's been on One Life to Live. He was in The Producers and Meet the Parents. Jennifer Lewis plays Mama Odie. She was, she's uh, been in Blackish and a movie called The Preacher's Wife, which was Denzel Washington and a Whitney Houston movie. Uh, John Goodman plays Big Daddy LaBeouf. He's been in Roseanne, The Big Lebowski, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? He actually has a new TV show coming out, but I can't remember what it's called. Um, but it's going to be on, like, HBO, and it looked funny, so I'm sorry I didn't say it. And then we have Oprah Winfrey as Eudora. Uh, she's a big TV personality, entrepreneur. She has her own network called the Oprah Winfrey Network. She's really good friends with Tyler Perry. (laughs) She's been in, she's, uh, you know, like, as far as acting, she's been in The Color Purple. You know, that was one of her most notable roles. Mm -hmm. Um... And then we have Terrence Howard, who plays James, and he was in Crash, Hustle and Flow, Four Brothers, recently been in Empire. So, we got a, we got a pretty hefty cast. Yes. Pretty, pretty hefty. Uh, so now we're going to talk about this movie. Uh, yeah, so yeah. it's uh, it starts off, and uh, we're in the 1910s of New Orleans, and there is a young girl named Tiana, and her friend... Um, Charlotte. Charlotte. And uh, they're listening to Tiana's mother read the story about the frog prince. And Charlotte is like, you know, finds the story very romantic and she's um, she's a bit, like, she's a spoiled little rich girl. She is dressed in the full, like, princess outfit uh, like with the pointy hat and uh, she's like rolling all over the place and being like I would totally kiss a frog and Tiana's like no thank you Ugh. ew gross mm-hmm. I'm with Tiana <laughs> I mean I've kissed enough um, frogs so like you know and I still haven't <laughs> found a prince um but yeah we have this whole thing what I really like about this is that um you know, you see how Charlotte lives, and then you see these beautiful plantation-style homes just disappear, and then you end up in the poor part of town where black people lived, and, um, you know, they lived in, like, two or three-room shacks, basically, but uh, one of the things that was noted was, like, it didn't matter how much money they had because their heart was full of love, and... They had, um, you know, they had good food to eat with their neighbors. You know, the, her dad makes a big old pot of gumbo for the whole, you know, community. Oh, Tiana makes it because Tiana's the cook. Well, Tiana helps with her dad. Oh, okay. It's the beginning of the movie, honey bun. We're not there yet. Okay. Well, sorry. I The way it sounded, it sounded like 
because she was like, hey, guys, I made gumbo. And then her parents were like praising her. So I was like, oh, this little like seven year old just made eight year old -old, like made gumbo all by herself. Right. So I think I I think it was her and her dad. Oh, out. Yeah. Like she's a little too small for that big ass gumbo. (laughs) Um. But what I really like about this was how good her parents were. Mm-hmm. Like, even though they couldn't spoil her the way Charlotte was spoiled, like, they spoiled her in love and affection. Yeah. And it was nice. It was nice and wholesome. Um, and then the movie kind of fast forwards, and she's coming home and knocking off work. It's ten years into the future, I suppose, something like that. She's knocking off work, and let me tell you. As someone who has been cataloging books for three days straight at work, whose brain has died, that look she has on her face when she gets home, her hair all messed up, her entire body just wanting to sink into a bed, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the that is the look of a very tired woman. I've, I've done a <laughs> night shift, like where you're working at... Um... In this case, she's a waitress at, like, you know, local diners. But, you know, she, like, if you've ever worked in a bar, you know, you don't get home until, like, the frigging crack of dawn. And by the end of the night, um, you're just, like, dead on your feet. And you just want to, like, die and, like, dive into your bed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, one time, I was working as a pool bar attendant at a ritzy golf club. Oh, yeah. And I had, Ashley, I don't know if you remember this, but I had like 12 or 13 days straight working morning shift and it was the middle of summer. And that meant I had to get up at 4.30 every morning, drive an hour to work, get to work by six. Uh, and I would be at work from six in the morning till seven, eight o'clock at night sometimes. And after that 12 days, I was just so done. I called my boss. I was supposed to work another day. And I called her because I knew she was back from vacation and said I was sick. Because there was... I was so beyond the point of exhaustion. (laughs) So we've been there. Yeah. So now... um, So she is saving money because she wants to start her own restaurant. Which was a dream that she had shared with her now deceased father. Who... um, from what we can tell, has died in the war. Uh, yeah, he was a World War One officer. Yeah. Um, because at the start of the movie, it's 1912. Yeah, about because there's a. Yeah, and then it's uh, it's supposedly 14 years later, sometime in the 1920s. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, so uh, she's saving up her money to get this restaurant, and. Uh, you know, this is kind of where we divo- dive off of her and we meet, um, what's his face? Um, Naveen. N- oh, yeah, Naveen. Prince Naveen of uh, Meldonia, I think. Oh, Jesus and he has arrived to a New Orleans, but uh, it's because he has been cut off by his parents for being a philanderer and, you know, spending all his money. And they were like, that's it. You're done. So he is there because he intends to ri- marry himself a rich Southern belle. Yeah. Y'all. I hate him. I do not like him. No, he, he is, is. He is one of the worst Disney princes. He's such a fuck boy. 
He is. And, like, he doesn't really have all that many, like, redeeming qualities. Like, no. I, not really. Like, compared to, um, say, well, I mean, a year later was Tangled, right? But, like, even though Eugene was, like, kind of an ass and, like, a, you know, an asshole, he's, like, redeemed because, you know. Yeah, exactly. His, his character arc in Tangled, Eugene's, was so much better here you don't really get a growth right like a lot of the focus throughout the movie is how tiana just works too hard she doesn't know how to have fun okay she's a black woman in the deep south in the 1920s yeah you know (laughs) like Like the poor girl can't get a fucking break She's being told, oh, well, you just need to lighten up. You know, you need to be the life of the party. And it's like, bitch, I want to own my own restaurant. And it's still difficult to get a black-owned business now. Yeah. Imagine what it was like in the 20s. <laughs> hmm Exactly. So, um, because he wants to marry this rich Southern belle, Charlotte is the perfect candidate for that sort of thing. Now, Big Daddy is her is Charlotte's dad and he is like this rich sugar baron or something and um he is uh I, I okay so that's the weird thing about this movie is they have these two like white characters who are like they're okay with the black folk. They go on the other side of the town to, you know, help the, the oh, locals. Oh, yeah, they go to this rundown diner where Tiana works. <laughs> to get, you know, some of her beignet, beignets, whatever. Beignets. Donut holes, I That's guess. some good shit. I don't, I don't, Ooh, I've never had one gonna, before. You're gonna offend people. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know what? I'm from, we call them Timbits where I'm from. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Beignets are fried dough that you put honey and powdered sugar on, and they're fucking delicious. Well, maybe one day I will be they're able sweet. to have one. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if you manage to come down here this year, I will find you some beignets one way or the other. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, there's that fact that, you know, we have these two white characters who are like, they're the good whites or something. I don't know. It's like, Jesus I know. Christ. I did, I did think that was super weird that, you know, like, it's this rundown black diner. Okay, so, um, yeah, there's these two, like, white characters who are, you know, um, like, in this rundown, well, it's not really rundown, but it is a black-owned, like, establishment, right, where um, because yeah. Tiana's friends, um, like her other friends, are there, and they're like, "Hey, girl, why don't you knock off work? Yeah, like come out dancing with us." And she's like, "Well, I don't. I have two left feet. I don't dance. I'm no fun." But they're like, "Oh, it's because she works all the time, and she can't come out and have fun with us." And it's like she's trying to save money for her restaurant. It's like her one dream. Like, give her a break, Jesus. And I do think it's a little disingenuous to make it seem like these teen these. Early 20s? Yeah. Yeah, early 20, early 20-year-olds. I I know I'm saying that wrong, but, like, they had responsibilities, too. It's the 1920s. It's not like now, but I guess they're just trying to make it look like Tiana's just a workaholic and she needs to lighten up. Well, I mean, like, this was the age of jazz, so, like, like, people did go out, you know, to the clubs to go dancing, 
um, because... But she's tired from working a double shift. Well, yeah, no, I'm not saying that about, like, Tian, like, no kidding, right? But um, just during this, like, time period, um, people were like, oh, war is over, so, like, now we're going to go out and have, like, lots of fun. And the reason for that is because they considered it... uh, like the generation of people who died in the war were considered like the lost generation. So Mm -hmm. people kind of were like, well, here's like all this sadness. And like, you know, at that point, the worst war that's ever been, you know, on the face of the earth. So people were like more inclined to go out and have fun to like, you know, forget about their problems and go drink. They didn't show that part here because it's the 1920s and you know, it's prohibition, but like nobody's drinking because it's a Disney movie. Are you kidding me? Everybody's drinking in this movie. That in in that dream sequence about the restaurant, she's pouring champagne and stuff. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah. Um so anyway, we cut back to Naveen, and Naveen is all about having a good ass time. He has no cares in the world. His assistant is like, dude, you got to stop. You have to find a rich girl or get a job. And the idea of a job to Naveen is just horrifying. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I mean, there is that like, you know, one part where uh, like because there's like the dance sequence. Right. And uh, he Mm -hmm. goes up to uh, Tiana and she's having none of his shit. And he's like, huh? He shrugs it off and, like, goes off, uh, you know, to do his own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they don't have a meet cute, but they have a meet cute. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, Big Daddy is having this masquerade ball that is in Prince Naveen's uh, honor. And um, Charlotte hires Tiana to make those beignets for the ball, giving her enough money so that she can buy this old sugar mill to convert into a restaurant. And then there's, like, these two guys who, um, like... Uh, the two bankers. Yeah, the two bankers. And they're like, oh, well... Yeah, they're like, oh, that's great. You know, you know, we'll just sign the paperwork. So, Tiana thinks that she's got the place. And then we have that one scene where she's doing, uh, the dancing and, uh, singing I'm Almost There, which is... I honestly wish that the movie had that style of animation throughout. Yeah, it's actually, it would have been cool and unique. Well, it's very beautiful um, style of animation, right? And it just kind of shows mm-hmm. like where her dream is and what she wants to do with this um, with this establishment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Because her mom comes and is like, here's, you know, this, uh, here's your dad's old pot um, to kind of get you started, right? So it's, um, yeah. it's a very sweet moment. It is. And you, and you want that for her. And then it switches back to Naveen, well, who gets uh, introduced to the Shadow Man or Dr. Facilier, the, but everybody calls him the Shadow Man. The, the one thing I... And he's like, here... Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, because the other thing I wanted to mention is Tiana's, like, the first Disney princess that has, like, an actual goal that's not, you know, marry a man. she has agency. Well, exactly. She has agency compared to, like, other... I mean, what was Belle's? The Great White Somewhere? Like, that shit never happened. 
I want to get out of my town. Like, that's essentially, you know, all every other princess is like, I want to go and do this fantastical thing that, like, will never actually happen or is kind of, like, very open and off, you know, kind of open-ended. Well, I'm trying to see here. All right, so Snow White did Someday My Prince Will Come, so she just wanted to get married. Yeah. Uh, Cinderella just wanted to get out from up under her stepmothers. I... I mean, I would argue that Cinderella had agency, but I don't like her love story. No. Yeah. So, I mean, out of all of the earlier Disney princesses, the only one that didn't want a prince or to just move out of her town was Cinderella. But, I mean, so, she wanted to get out of her abusive, you know. Abusive. Yeah. I think I think that's that's fine. Yeah. But, like, like Cinderella, I don't like the love story aspect of this movie. <laughs> no. Um, um, yeah, so, like, all the other ones, because Sleeping Beauty just kind of, she wanted to find... She, she fell in love with Philip and wanted to marry Philip. Yeah. Um, Ariel just wanted Ariel to... Ariel wanted to be with Eric. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, come at me, bro, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, Naveen, Naveen uh, goes with the Shadow Man to get his future told and everything and uh, his servant is there with him who I can't remember the name of uh, da, 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 Lawrence Yeah, and Lawrence and Naveen both get their futures told by the Shadow Man and then Dr. Facilier basically uh, makes a blood deal and Naveen is turned into a frog <laughs> And his blood is used to make Lawrence look like Naveen in human form. And this is the part of the movie where I'm like, they reverse swan princess to this shit. And Naveen is the perfect combination of Jean Bob and Prince Derek. Yes. <laughs> he he basically is that character all rolled into one because not only is he a fuck boy uh, who is kind of awful but like he gets turned into this frog and he's got like that French Brazilian accent thing going on I don't know but yeah it's yeah I thought he was French but uh, it's more of a Portuguese accent but it's a made up language that he keeps using oh yeah yeah exactly so like I mean there's just the way like he acts too like it's essentially reminds me of Jean Bob how he's like "Eh, do you want a kiss sweetie and you're like but but then he's got but then he's got the work ethic of uh, and the charm of Prince Derek the the worst. Uh, <laughs> Fuck Prince hashtag Derek. Prince Derek is trash. Twenty nineteen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to put that on a shirt. We said that when we did Swan Princess. Hashtag Prince Derek is trash. I don't know though. Like the people who um, do Swan Princess, like they really like their money because they keep coming out with movies. So I kind of feel like they might sue us. Let's listen. If y'all want to see some horrifying shit, look up 3D Prince Derek. That's all I'm saying. His hair hasn't changed. You nightmares. His fucking hair. <laughs> Fuck that hairstyle. Fuck that hairstyle. The worst. Okay, it's a fucking bob cut. It's like it's, the worst. it's fucking the same haircut uh, that I, he I, man I has. A good opportunity. 
I relish the opportunity to uh, shit on Prince Derek any chance I get. Anyways, um, so yeah. Uh, we're at the party. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where I want to talk about Charlotte. Y'all, Charlotte is extra. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, huh? Yeah. Yeah, she is. Uh, she's yeah. actually like... <laughs> She's a very joyful character to watch because she's so extra, and like she crazy. And I I thought the the chick who played her voice did a really good fucking job. Oh my god, that part where she's like, "Oh my god, I'm sweating like a cinnamon church," and I'm like, "Girl, calm the fuck down." And then she's like, "Where's Prince Naveen? I don't see him anywhere. Oh, what am I gonna do?" And then she like balls like a baby. Oh yeah, and her mascara and is like, like running I'm- down her her face, and she's so upset. And you know, um, Tiana is get anything I want. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I don't get anything I want. And here's Tiana just like following her and being like, you know, like it's okay, Charlotte. Like you know, trying to calm her shit down, right? Uh, <laughs> but then you know, Prince Naveen is uh, is introduced, and she just like. Wipes the mascara, powders her nose, and then like puts a little beauty mark on her face. <laughs> and you're like, Ooh. it's so cute. It's so funny because it's just like, wait, he's there. Wipe, wipe, powder, dot. <laughs> <laughs> I am ready to get my prince. Oh my god, and she like even adjusts her boobs. It's hilarious. Who hasn't, right? We all do that, you know. You have to uh, you have to gotta, just gotta gotta get them babies up. <laughs> yep. Well sometimes they slide down, you know, your bra, right? So you have to like adjust. She doesn't have them. big enough ones to slide down. <laughs> I mean like I don't know, maybe this is just me because like bras don't really fit me properly, so sometimes like uh-huh. some of the boob like uh, like the under boob get like leaves the bra and then you have to like adjust it so that the full boob is in the cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wear strapless bras because I have G cup boobs. Oh, I can't know? wear strapless. Strapless. Well, what's a strapless ain't gonna do it. What's <laughs> Gracie, what's a strapless bra? God. I don't know. It's something pe- girls with small boobs get to wear. You're lucky. <laughs> Man, I would gladly exchange to be a B or C cup. I'm not oh god, lie. yeah. Oh my god. Oh, y'all get the cute bras, you lucky people. Well, that's the thing. Like, you guys don't. I don't think you have Lucenza, but you guys have Victoria's Secret. I can't get a bra a Victoria's Secret. I mean, their deal is like making bras, and they don't. They only go up to a certain. They don't cup. go past a D. I know, which is so fucking dumb. Like, really. That's like your whole your bread and butter, and you're not catering to you know people with like women with bigger boobs. That's because they're fat shaming. Yeah. So uh, fuck them. So anyway, um, after Charlotte goes off to dance with uh, quote unquote Naveen, the two bankers come up to Tiana and they're like, "Oh, by the way, you got outbid by a white guy this morning." And you know what? Maybe it's for the best because a little woman of your background is better off where you're at. Oh Which shit! Is as close to the racism as they were gonna get in a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fuck those guys. Yeah, it's um, Ugh. it's it's really 
fucked up. Like, I mean, obviously they couldn't go full racist because Disney movie, racist. but yeah, yeah, but still, I do have to say though, I'm pretty fucking sure that they were lying because her dad had wanted that sugar mill, so that tells me that sugar mill has been empty for at least a decade. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, exactly. So you're fucking telling me that the same day she finally manages to save up the down fucking payment, all of a sudden some dude has enough money to outbid her? Nah. Nah. Not buying it, dude. No. I mean, that that makes nope. a lot of sense. Right? Yeah. And it's it's been empty for years. Exactly. So... I don't buy that shit, you racist fucks. So, anyways, um, so she's, uh, she's pretty... There's like an... Huh? There's like an accident and she gets her dress all messed up. Oh, yeah. Um, so the Ben it well, because she, like, falls over the dog, like, I think, or something, and there's, like, mm-hmm. jam and all, whatever the fuck, all over her. Um, I will have to say, Charlotte... Does come over and she's like, you know, sit like, uh, who in and or not who in and Han, but she's like, you know, all happy about Prince Naveen. And then she sees that her friend's in trouble and she's like, oh, sweetie. And then she like, you know, abandons like the object of her affection to help her friend, which is pretty cool, even though Charlotte, um, is very self centered and like all about herself, yeah. she at least is a good friend. I like that, too. I like the fact that she's this spoiled, rotten, little, you know, little rich girl, but she doesn't hesitate, does not hesitate when she sees her friend in distress. So she's one of the good whites. It's it's nice. (laughs) One of the good whites. Um, So she takes, uh, you know, she takes her upstairs and she gets her all cleaned up. And then she's like, I'm going back downstairs to Naveen. And she's like, she just doesn't understand why, like, Tiana's pretty bummed out. So she leaves Tiana alone. Well, yeah. She, maybe it's not that she doesn't understand. She just doesn't notice. Well, no, because, I mean, like, she's still, like, in her happy place of, like, oh, the prince. There's a prince, and I'm going to marry the prince, right? And here's her friend who's, like, dreams have been ripped away from her. And she's just uh-huh. like, but the prince, <laughs> you know. The prince. Yeah, she's got a one-track mind. And you're like, girl. Um, so after she, uh, you know, after she leaves, Tiana goes onto the balcony, and she looks up, and she just makes a wish, you know, like, oh, yeah. I've done everything I can, you know, and then as soon as she says she would do anything to get that restaurant, ribbit. And she's like, <laughs> come on. Because uh, earlier when she was young, she had done the exact same thing where she had that old, uh, like the picture and she was like, please, 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 please. And then uh, there was a frog and she like, you know, screamed and then went running off right out of her room because of the frog. Mm-hmm. And then here's this happening again, only for there to be a frog. And she's just like, come on, I'm not going to kiss a frog. Jesus. And then he, he <laughs> and then the frog talks. Yeah, she's like, what do I have to kiss you? He goes, You'll enjoy it, I promise. Oh yeah, she's like, ki- or something oh no, like no, that. it was like kissing would be nice, and she's like, ah, no, what? Not that she starts to try and kill him, and he's like, no, no, listen, listen, I need help. 
which is the worst accent, but whatever. He's like, you have to understand, I'm actually a prince. And she's like, the fuck you are? <laughs> and he goes, no, really, I am. <laughs> and uh, now he thinks that she is a princess because uh, she's dressed up as one and she's got a crown, right? Um, but obviously mm-hmm. it's a costume. Um, but uh, he asks her to kiss him to break um, faci- Dr. Facility or whatever. Yeah. Facilier. Facilier's spell. Um, and in exchange, he would give her the money uh, for her restaurant and she for accepts. And then she kisses him. Um, but because then- she's not actually a princess, she gets turned into a frog. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you don't look any different. Why are you up there? Oh my god, I'm covered in slime. And he's like, that's not slime. It's mucus. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they uh, they have a nice little squabble. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, you know... She's like, I thought you said you were going to turn into a prince. And he's like, well, I thought you were a princess. It turns out I don't have any money, so fuck you. Yeah, I mean, come on. This is why I'm like, Naveen, you're the worst Disney prince ever. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, God, it's so bad. Um, but they do um, they do decide to make a deal together uh, that they'll help each other turn back human. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get chased by a dog and they end up uh, on... The balloons, uh, like in these balloons, and then the balloons like go to the swamp or whatever. The bayou. Yeah, and I, I mean, from this point on, like we've talked for half an hour about the first twenty minutes of the movie, but the the rest of the movie is just them trying to get back with some misadventures. One of the things I'd like to focus on is like after they um, get there, we meet Ray. And one of he's a lightning bug, yeah, or a firefly, whatever you call them. Yep, he is and, uh, a Cajun firefly. Yeah, yeah, he's Cajun. And one of the funniest things about this particular scene is uh, <laughs> when Naveen goes, he's like, "I am from far, far away." He goes, "You from Shreveport?" <laughs> Shreveport, Louisiana? Man, that's a long way away. And I'm like, that's a good joke. That was... <laughs> Go to bed. Y'all from Shreveport. <laughs> um, they also meet oh. a trumpet-playing alligator named uh, Louie. And um, the thing with Ray is that he believes that the evening star is a firefly named... Uh... <laughs> I can't say the name. Evangeline? Evangeline. Kind of sounds like my name. Hello? Hi. Did you hear me? Hello? I said it... Nope. Oh, I said it kind of sounds like my name. (laughs) Uh, Well, anyway, yeah, he's in love with Evangeline, right? That's what you said? Yep. I'm having connectivity issues. Same here. (laughs) Fantastic. Um, so anyway, they uh, they decide to go to Mama Odie's. There's this one scene where like trappers nearly get the frogs, and there's a joke about having frog legs deep fried and battered. 
Yum, yum, yum. Uh, and then they kind of like three stooge their way out of it. Uh, yeah, there really is that like three stooges sort of thing. But like, I don't know. The entire time I just kept thinking to myself that one of them was going to be like, you have a pretty mouth. <laughs> uh, well, after this, they um they make gumbo, right? Like swamp gumbo. And, you know, he's <laughs> this is where like oh Naveen God. learns how to mince. And she shows him, but he's like, he's cutting a fucking mushroom with a sharp, jagged rock, and he does one slice, and he's like, ugh, it's too much. <laughs> oh, I know, and she's just like, here, let me show you, and she, like, minces it all up and, like, you know, does a really great job, and he's like, oh, cool, and then, like, he starts practicing uh, to, like, you know, mince things up, and it's supposed to show, like... I guess character growth. growth that ooh he can use a knife to cut things up now, and it's That's just all like the character growth he fucking gets. I know, and it's like, I mean, come on, yeah, like, and he is mocking her the whole time for being a waitress and for being a hard worker. Oh man, the whole fucking time, man. This sounds like everybody against AOC. Oh, you were a bartender? Ugh. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I was a bartender too, bitch. Let me tell you, a person that bartends knows people better than a politician that sits on a cushion all day. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. It's true. Um, (laughs) Anyways, so, um, they, so after that, they they finally see, um, Mama Odie, who is uh, a voodoo queen, and she kind of there's like this whole song where she's like, "It's not what you want, it's what you need." It's what you need, you gotta dig a little deeper. Yeah, and then like the part for um, Naveen is like, you have to dig a little deeper, and what you need is a girl like Tiana who's gonna like set you straight. That's essentially what it says. And then for yeah. Tiana, they're like, you have to dig a little deeper, and you have to, you know, loosen up a little bit, be a little crazy. Oh, but like, she doesn't get it because she's just like, I know, I have to dig a little deeper and work a little harder. And they're like, oh no, she didn't get it. And it's like, Jesus Christ, guys, this is like a good thing that she's a hard worker. Like, how is this yeah. a bad? Why is that a character flaw? <laughs> I don't know. That's that is the biggest issue I have with this movie. Her being a hard worker is a character flaw and she needs to loosen up. Whereas his character flaw is he just needs to turn back into a human. No, his character flaw is he's a fuck boy. Yes, a fucking fuck boy. Yeah. <laughs> the worst. He makes Prince Derek look like Prince Charming. Wow. At least Derek, I will give credit, learned something. Yeah. It feels like Prince <laughs> Naveen does not learn much. Um, uh, how to mince. He learns how to mince, y'all. So, <laughs> meanwhile, um, Lawrence is like uh, trying to get with... Uh, with Charlotte and then there's this part where they're out uh, on the veranda or whatever right uh, gazebo and the, and, and the spell quiz. yeah the spell like his ear starts becoming bigger and she's just like um your ear and he's like oh it's cauliflower ear or whatever I don't know uh, and then his <laughs> a- 
ass gets the bigger. Mosquitoes. Yeah, the mosquitoes. <laughs> and then it, like his ass gets bigger, and like he suddenly is turning back into himself. But like she, this is after he had asked her to marry him, so she doesn't notice because she's just like, "I'm getting married to a prince." Hell yeah! So, um, like he gets away Uh, with it, but she's just like, I have to arrange everything and runs off. And then that's the part where, um, Dr. Facilier comes and he's just like, oh, I'm going to have to get some more help from the other side. Right. So he ends up. So. Go ahead. uh, Oh, um, he ends up getting his like voodoo spirits, um, to go and find uh, the the frogs in the swamp or the whatever. Bean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he offers yeah. them the souls of the people of New Orleans. So, like, yeah. he's gonna... What the fuck, dude? Yeah, so, <laughs> so he is for, like, this little tiny thing that's, like, very insignificant. He's offering them the souls of the people of New Orleans. Like, a whole fucking city. So that yeah, they could it's help him. Crazy, yeah. So messed up. <laughs> um. So anyway, I do believe. Uh. You know, Naveen does end up getting kidnapped by these shadow things. Yeah. And dragged back to New Orleans. Uh, oh well, there's that riverboat thing, and uh, <laughs> you know, like he's already in love with her, and he confesses it to Ray. And I'm thinking, there's nothing that is established any love whatsoever. I know. That's what... I think it's an unearned love, you know? Like, it doesn't feel like they should be in love or he should be in love with her. Like, he doesn't risk anything at all. Like, maybe if uh, he had risked, like, maybe his life or something uh, for her, then that would have been a lot different. But, like... I mean, yeah, there was the thing with, like, the frog hunters, but, like, he didn't really do all that much, and it wasn't... No. It just, it's... It doesn't feel earned, mm-hmm. right? And then he goes, like, this big dinner, and he's like, oh, look, I minced, you know? Like, that's the only thing he learned how to do this whole fucking movie. And, you know, like, and then she explains, oh, yeah, you know, like, I, I can't wait to own this sugar mill in order to, you know, like, own my restaurant and have a life and he, he sees that and then he decides not to propose to her because he sees that her dream is being a career woman and that makes him sad um but he has decided he's going to find a way and help her i guess which i mean uh, is kind of sweet in a way i guess but like it just i don't know i guess it's just because he's such a fuck boy that we're just like hmm Really? Yeah, this whole love story feels super unearned. Like, that's how I felt, even even at the end. Yeah. Um, so they end up, like, returning to New Orleans to find... Um, he's, like, taken, but, like, um, they have to find Charlotte because she's the princess of the Mardi Gras parade. Mardi Gras, yeah. But only until midnight, and that somehow counts for her being a princess, so... Um, yeah. she has to kiss Naveen to break yes. the spell. And and Tiana, uh, you know, has to find Naveen because he's been kidnapped. But then she sees Naveen on a big float marrying Charlotte. And so she thinks that he's been turned into a human and he's lied to her. And he's actually just going to marry Charlotte. And um, 
Ray ends up helping Naveen get free of this box that he's in. Uh, they escape with the talisman. Um, then Ray drops the talisman, but I think um, uh, Tiana gets it. But while she's running away with it, Dr. Facilier, like, crushes Ray with his foot. Yeah. Um, fucking kills him. Uh, and then the Shadow Man uh, goes to Tiana and he creates this vision for her. He's like, hey, you give me that and I'll give you this big, huge restaurant that you want. I'll give you whatever you want in exchange for giving me this talisman. But she doesn't fall for that shit because she's smart. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. And then she goes the to... talisman gets destroyed. I think she drops it or she smashes well, it. Well, yeah, she's about to smash it, but then um, his shadow ends up getting it and then there's like a little bit of like a scuffle but she ends up grabbing it and like in her frog state and she breaks it because uh something to do with the um, the mucus um or mm-hmm. the slime or whatever oh yeah he's like you're a slimy frog and she's like it's not slime it's, it's mucus. mucus and then <laughs> she breaks it and then that's the part where um because it, it, he reneged on the deal. Yeah, so the, the friends from the other side uh, pull him into hell, right? And then it shows that, yeah, it's it's actually quite scary in a way. Um, That's pretty frightening imagery of seeing this man clawing for life, going, please, I'll do anything. And he's just getting dragged into these jaws. And then it's, uh, and then they all disappear, and it's just his face, like, on a tombstone. So he is... Yeah. He's dead now. Um, and then we have we have a funeral for Ray, who dies. Oh, no, that didn't... That happened after. Yeah, it happens after. No, I know, but, like... Oh, yeah, right, right, so, right, right, The Charlotte thing first. Yeah, so they get to Charlotte, and they explain it. And Charlotte's like, so I just gotta kiss this... Kiss him, and then, like, then we're good. And then, like, Naveen's like, uh, well, you know, I, I'm in love with you, Tiana. And then uh, Charlotte's like, well, I'll still kiss him. You don't have to marry me or whatever, which is actually pretty nice of uh, Charlotte. Yeah, how fucking cool, right? She's like, there are other fish. You know, there's there's plenty of fish in the sea for me. But, like, obviously you two love each other. And I'm not going to take that away from my best friend. So like, they're talking too much. You, but Charlotte. She finally kisses him, but it is too late and she kisses him a few more times, but it is like it, homegirl is trying her damnedest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it turns out that it is too late, and um, they can't change back. Yep. And then after this, Louis shows up <coughs> with Ray, and Ray is gasping his last, looking up at the sky, talking about how he's going to be with his beautiful Evangeline. Yep. And then he dies. But I didn't care. I, yeah. Is it is it wrong <laughs> that I, like, did not actually care all that much? I had no attachment to him. Like, he was a fun character, but I didn't have an emotional attachment to him. So, I didn't care that he died. So, yeah, he dies. Um, and then we, there's a funeral um, for mm-hmm. him. And with that funeral, um, it shows that there is a second star up in the sky um, and he is, you know, with his uh, Evangeline. 
Evangeline. So yeah, I have to say, when I saw that, I was like thinking Peter Pan <laughs> and the second start of the right song. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, and then after this, we see Naveen and um, T- Tiana. Tiana get married, and then as they kiss, she become they both become human because it turns out. She's now a princess by being married to Naveen. And then they have a second wedding at the church where his parents are there. Yep. Her her mom and their parents. And it's all, you know, legal and stuff, right? And then they celebrate. And uh, then it shows that um, the two of them ended up getting the, the old sugar mill and turned it into a brand new restaurant. And they yep. live and they run the restaurant together and they live happily ever after. But oh. there is one fucking gross-ass joke I want to discuss. Oh, yeah, and she and al- he also won. He he shows that he can mince things up. And then you are right, there is that gross joke. So Charlotte is dancing with Levine's younger brother, who's six. And she goes, well, how old are you? And he goes, I'm six. And she said, well, I've waited this long. If that were a man saying it to a little girl, it'd be gross. It's still fucking gross. Let's not make pedo jokes, Disney. Yeah. Let's not do that. That was not cool at all. I was fucked up. That was, yeah, a little bit. Um, so that's the movie, right? Like, you know, the the all the major substance is at the beginning in the establishment of the plot. And then it kind of just like, Oh, kooky adventures until the end. Um, I did forget to mention, I think my favorite line of this whole movie is uh, when she goes, all you've ever done is chase chambermaids around your ivory tower. And he goes, actually, it's polished marble. Okay, fedora. (laughs) (laughs) Actually. (laughs) Yeah, it was... um... I still don't like him. No. Tiana deserves better. She does. That's the thing. She is one of the most likable Disney princesses. And then (laughs) she gets like the worst Disney prince. And it's it's really. No. It makes me so sad. I hate it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Excuse me. So let's uh, do some trivia. So uh, the first thing I want to mention is one of the more subtle Louisiana references is the name of Ray's love, Evangeline. The name refers to the poem Evangeline, a tale of Acadi, or Acadie, Acadia, by Henry, uh, yeah, by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, about an Acadian girl's search for her lost love. The poem is held dear by the Louisiana descendants of the Acadians, or Cajuns, people of French descent, who were forcibly relocated during a Canadian war in the mid-1700s from Nova Scotia and New Brunswick to Louisiana, often being permanently separated from their families in the process. And uh, side note about this, uh, my dad actually lives on the, um, there's a trail uh, that you can drive um, from like, I want to say Kentville or even further all the way down to like near Digby and it's called the Evan um, Evangeline Evangeline 
uh, trail. And um, it's it's like legit, like two blocks away from here. <laughs> that's, I do think that's a good subtle nod, right? Yeah. Like, it's something that the people of Louisiana would know. But not necessarily anybody else. No, I mean it's uh, it's a big part of um, both Canadian and uh, Louisiana or Louisiana shit. Louisianian. Yeah, um, history <laughs> that a lot of people don't really know all that much, but it's um, because basically the the English uh, kicked out all of the French people from this particular area, and there's still Acadians uh, to this day that are um, that are in Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, but a, like the other you know half ended up going to Louisiana, right? So, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Alrighty. Uh, Dr. Facilier looks very similar to the voodoo god of magic and ancestor worship and death, Baron Samedi. Baron Samedi is often described as being very thin, wearing a top hat and tuxedo, and having a skull face. You see the skull face when Dr. Facilier casts a spell on the prince, solidifying the connection. So there's, you know, that. Um, and the colored symbols that float around during the song Friends on the Other Side are actually voodoo symbols called Veve. Uh, and one main symbol is the voodoo goddess of love, Erezule's heart Veve. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, <laughs> there are some production issues with this movie. Um, it was originally titled The Frog Princess, but Disney changed several key elements of the film after receiving numerous complaints of racial insensitivity uh, besides retitling it um, to avoid the implication of, of that the first African American Disney princess was somehow ugly or an animal the lead's character's name was changed from Maddie to Tiana because Maddie sounded too much like Mammy and they also had her originally as a maid oh no that was pretty fucked up <laughs> uh yeah well it's uh it's a it's a good thing that they fucking changed that shit <laughs> yeah a little bit um the animation style of almost there uh was inspired heavily by african-american painter aaron douglas one of the major figures of the harlem renaissance um animator eric goldberg had previously directed the stylized rhapsody in blue segment in fantasia 2000 which was based upon the work of Al Hirschfeld. The fantasy sequence eschewed the tune-boom harmony pipeline of the rest of the film. The animator's line drawings were scanned into Photoshop and composited using Adobe After Effects. I thought it was really cool that they um, took, you know, inspiration from African-American art during the Harlem Renaissance. Yeah. Which was one of the most creative and productive times um, for African American culture, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was cool. Um, <laughs> Beyonce wanted the part of Tiana. Really? Right. Oh yeah, she wanted it, but Disney didn't give it to her because she didn't audition. They're like, you have to audition for the part. We're not just going to give it to you. Wow. 
And then they changed course, of course, when, you know, she, uh, when she got the part of Nala. Which, I'm just putting it out there. I like Beyonce. I like her music. She's not that great of an actress. Um. She's really not. <laughs> Gracie, you've just pissed off a lot of people. How dare you? I don't care. Um, I'm allowed to have an opinion. I love her. I just don't think she's that great of an actress. She's a really great musician. So. Uh, so yeah. the Prince of Meldonia is... Um, his, well, his name is Naveen, right? And that's actually an Indian name, uh, meaning new, which suggests that the country is like a Eurasian country. Uh, of course, it's um, can't be found. It mentions like in a newspaper that it can't be found on the map because it's a made up country. Um, but I would say it's like kind of in the same realm as like Malta or Macedonia. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Maladonia, Macedonia. Yeah. I get it. I was thinking more Um, like Turkey, but that's just, you know. It could be that, yeah. yeah. Like that area. I think he's Persian. (laughs) No. Uh, So, I'm trying to see. Do I have anything else? Oh, this was the sixth Disney collaboration between directors John Musker and Ron Clements after The Great Mouse Detective... The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Hercules, and Treasure Planet. The two had quit the Disney Studios in 2005, but creative head John Lasseter sought them out and asked them to make a film of their choosing in whatever format they wished, hand-drawn animation or CGI, and this was the last hand-drawn animated film Disney Animated Studios has put out. It's been ten years. Ten Ten years. years. It makes me so sad. But I would say that John Musker and Ron Clements are equally responsible for the decline of 2D animation. <laughs> um, there's a great Saber Spark uh, video on the decline of 2D animation. Um, it's called Did Disney Kill 2D Animation? It's really good. Um, and I also would recommend the Lindsay Ellis video on Hercules because she talks a lot about John Musker and Ron Clements in that. So. Yep. Yep. Alright, so test. Alright, first we got our Bechdel test. Two named female characters talking on screen alone about something other than a man. This happens when Tiana and her mom are talking about the restaurant. Right? Mm -hmm. And then she sings almost there to her mother. Uh, And there's also, you know, Charlotte uh, and um, Tiana talking about how she needs to make beignets for the party and all that. Even though they kind of talk about Naveen, it's still a pass. Yeah. Racial Bechdel test. Two named people of color talking on screen alone about something other than a white person. This happens several times throughout the movie because all of the main actors, except for Charlotte and except for, well, except for Charlotte, Ray, and uh, Big Daddy are played by people of color. So it passes. Then we have the Mori test. Do you have a female character whose story is not about pushing a male narrative forward? I would say this passes because Tiana's main motivation and goals throughout the majority of the movie is to be a entrepreneur and a restaurant owner. So it's a pass. Yeah. Then we have the um, DuVernay test, which is a person of color having agency and a plot that doesn't revolve around a white person. Again, Tiana passes this. No holds bar. Then we have the sexy lamp test. Can you replace the... 
any female character with a sexy lamp and it not take away from the plot. Uh, Charlotte's necessary, so we can't get rid of her. Um, it, if I'm being picky, Tiana's mom. I mean, I guess. You could do the whole movie without her. Yeah, I mean, but Disney like, has that thing of like, the it's yeah. what's nice about this movie is that there is a mom because yeah, Disney cause has usually a, it's a dad or nobody. Yeah. So or a stepmother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Uh, so um, I think it passes. I'm gonna give it a pass. I think the mom is instrumental in Tiana's upbringing. So yeah, we'll pass it. Um, and then the Vito Russo test. Is there someone who identifies on the gender, sexuality, or romantic minority spectrum who has agency and they're not a stereotype? Um, and they have a plot line that's not just about them being GSRM? And the answer is no. <laughs> it's a fail. Yeah. It's a fail. But you know what? That's not bad. Five out of six. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, we have to ask the question, is this movie good? Yes and no. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Uh, yes, it's a good, enjoyable watch, but um, even though it passes five out of the six, I think them hearkening on the fact that the only thing the guy had to do was fall in love or kiss a girl to get what he wanted and she had to literally change her whole personality kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm not I'm not a fan of that. I hated that the whole time they were mocking her for being hard working. I I really did. I I did not like that. Um, I don't like that part, but I think the movie itself, when you watch it, is very enjoyable. I laughed quite a few times, you know, so it's there, but it could have been better, which probably explains why the critics liked it more than the audience did. It, it's not the worst Disney princess movie, you know, um, but I don't, I, it, it could be better. There's potential here and it kind of fell to the wayside. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel the same where I'm like, I feel like there's a lot of uh, questions with this movie. Um, I also find, like, I like the movie and I did enjoy it because it's, one, it's beautiful. And then two, there's also, um, like, it's just an enjoyable story. But there were, like, a lot of problematic shit that you were just like, mmm, mmm come on like yeah like really yeah and and, and I, I don't walk away from this movie thinking that naveen is changed he's still a fuck boy <laughs> yeah so there there is that you know factor of being like i can still enjoy the movie but the guy like the prince he sucks uh the main character uh is um told that she needs to like loosen up and lighten up right even though like that's not a care like being hardworking and ambitious is not a character flaw. Like it shouldn't be a no, character and flaw. They treat it like one. Yeah, like that's that that's the thing I do not like the most about this movie. 
but it's still good. It's still good in the sense that you walk away from it going, oh, that's a Disney movie, you know? Um, also... It's, it's formulaic. <laughs> yeah, and then also... Um, well, the Charlotte is a very uh, enjoyable character to watch. Um, the whole, like, them being... You know, like the good white folks that like, you know, come down and chill with the black people was just like, mm. A little white savior? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So I was like. It's also a little, I mean, it's, it's not completely unrealistic. No. But it's still, eh. it's kind of like in The Help where you have that one woman that plays um, Minnie's boss. You know, I'm trying to think of who plays her, but she's the one that kept having all the miscarriages. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, like, Charlotte's character reminds me of her. Yeah. You know? And it's just, like, it's nice, but it's not really reflective of the time. Yeah, I think it was just to make the white people feel good. Yeah. That they could see a character, like character that they could identify with if that makes sense yeah disney disney can't make an all uh people of color cast though <laughs> like they they have to have token white people <laughs> i mean they like luckily they didn't um with like moana and like they actually changed that right um mm-hmm. which was amazing um but yeah you are you are right where like this particular you know thing they um and and this was kind of i see this as the start of disney doing better yeah you know um like because since then they have done black panther they have done aladdin um you know disney channel i think was a lot better in the early 2000s than disney movies that were theatrically released disney channel in the early 2000s was really nice you had that so raven and the proud family you know, and Sister Sister reruns. Like, there was a lot of black representation on Disney Channel in the early 2000s. And then High School Musical happened and it went white. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. You know? It, it's just weird how that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had, like, the Cheetah Girls, which was a uh, group of girls. There was one white girl, two black girls, and one Latina, you know? And it's like, it was nice to see that kind of representation, and then all of a sudden it just kind of dried up. <laughs> and then we got shows reason. with, you know, called Dog with a Blog. Yeah. Like, we had Casey undercover after that. That's really it. Ouch. You know. Until, and even with Jesse, there were, there was, um, you know, there were people of color on that show, but it wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. So it's like Disney has gotten better, but they've also also gotten worse. Uh, it's, it's like we we could do better, right? Yeah. Um. And and having Black Panther and Aladdin coming out this year, and Lion King coming out this year, and having a mostly um, non-white cast is super nice. And it's I just appreciate that they're at least trying, but they could try harder. They could. But Gracie, Piss if off they all the races. <laughs> but Gracie, if they try harder, then it means the SJWs have taken over. So be it. <laughs> you know, like 
I, I just, I just, you know, it's the same people that complained about Hamilton being a, a, a cast of people of color, right? Except for King George. That's a, like, that's a, they prioritize people of color and it's, yeah, it's so dumb. And also, and I'm, I, I will say about like Hamilton, um, they have like the, the background characters or dancers or whatever, are from all walks of life. So. Yeah. Like they're. And, you know, like Disney this year, they put out a lot of um, movies that have been, uh, you know, people of color at the foreground. The Lion King remake passed a billion dollars at the box office. Aladdin did really, really well. Um, Black Panther a few years ago did super well. So it's not like these movies are doing poorly. But I do know that the minute one of these blockbusters with a people of color cast does badly, it's going to be like, see, you can't watch a movie that looks like that. You know, it's kind of like when women are at the helm of something and then like Catherine Bigelow, for example, Um, Zero Dark Thirty wasn't really that good compared to her other movies, and all of a sudden, she's just not a good female director anymore. She had that one good one with Hurt Locker, but that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, and James Cameron's put out some fucking flops, but he's getting three or four Avatar sequels that nobody asked for. Avatar is the one movie that, like, I'm just... Like, they're coming out with all these sequels and stuff, but, like, they should have been coming out with these sequels, like, maybe, like, over ten years ago. Like, because the last one came out ten years ago, right? Or whatever. Like, we should have been seeing sequels, like, seven years ago, like, five years ago. But at this point, like, does anybody even really remember Avatar? I, do, I sure as fuck do blue, not. I, blue people Pocahontas. Like, I watched I it once. I remember the ending. I remember the ending where, like, the redheaded doctor had died in the battle. And then they were at the tree to give her a funeral. Yeah. That's it. Like, honestly, That's I couldn't it. even tell you what happened in that movie because I honestly <laughs> don't give a fuck. But, like, for some... <laughs> but, like, there are people out there that, like... Like feel like it's you know because it's going to be a franchise that they're like fans of it and like I know I've told this story before but like I still can't get over the time that somebody was like oh I love Avatar and I was like Avatar the Last Airbender yeah and she was like no the movie and I was like what (laughs) that's fucking awful Jesus Uh, so um I think next week God, this is week two, right? Yeah, uh, so we're next doing. Week are we doing Mulan? Um, maybe because we're, see, we're waiting on somebody who to record with, so it's yeah. either going to be Moana or Mulan. Yeah, both of those are going to be done before the end of the month. We 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 just have a guest, and we haven't exactly communicated the right time. Like we're having some issues there, we have to iron out. So. Um, it's going to be Mulan and Moana. We're just not necessarily sure which order. And, of course, you already know that the reason we're doing Moana is where we can, um, you know, tag Lin-Manuel Miranda on Twitter and hope he retweets it. How did you know? <laughs> I just love him so I just, much. 
<laughs> it is funny. We did talk I'm about we did talk about Hamilton in this one. So if we do <laughs> Moana, we're just watch out. It's gonna be it's a Ham- it's gonna be a Hamilton fest and a Lin Manuel Miranda oh, fest. Oh. I just love him so much. <laughs> Notice me, Senpai. So Notice me. <laughs> Uh, so yeah we will uh, see you guys next week Um, stay tuned and we hope you enjoyed it so bye bye